Hello. Get my chat open. So, um, who remembers the old days when we used to have the whiteboard? Oh my God. I feel like it's been forever since I prepared for this by making a whiteboard, but here we are. So, um, I am really, really excited for this one. I mean, I say that every time, but I'm really excited for this one because I feel like a lot of the things I do can sometimes fall on like autopilot where I'm just used to doing them. So I don't necessarily realize that the stuff I'm doing would be helpful to teach. You know, I've been doing these Zooms weekly for literally years. Um, so I was chatting with a client the other day. And as we were talking, I was like, you know, what would probably be a really good idea is if I did just like a Zoom on making a grocery list, like putting it together. How do you create a system where you can just have it on auto, you know, where you can order the same thing again and again from your grocery store, even just something that made it easy. And then I talked to another client who was like, well, I'm trying to plan out what to buy ahead of time and everything, but I feel like I'm running out of food halfway through. And it just made me feel like maybe this would be a good lesson. So I want you guys to tell me in the chat uh, what you thought when you saw this topic come up. Were you excited? Relieved? Do you hate grocery shopping? Tell me your thoughts hopping onto this Zoom. I do curbside pickup, says Becca. Yeah, it's honestly, it's a godsend. Like it's, if you can do it, do it, you know? Why not? And I feel like grocery shopping, it's like a sensory nightmare, you know? So um, today's topic now, well, let me ask you a question. So those of you who do curbside pickup, what do you feel like still makes you dread it or push it off? What are your feelings on it? Even though it's better than in person. I like grocery shopping, but making the list can be a lot. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be honest with you. I created this list when I sat down to write it for you guys, like here. Uh, we don't ever have a list with us. It's always this. It's always we just check. And I'll explain that too as part of my process. We just check if any of this stuff is low. And then, I mean, if it's a lot of stuff that we have to replenish, that's, you know, like, like if we're out of mayo or something that we have to replace less often, we might jot that down or I'll text it to my to Nick or Nick will text it to me. But generally, we know we always get this stuff. So we just run through the aisles and we're like, do we did I have this? Yeah, I had it. OK, cool. I don't need it. And it's not even like a list we have to think of. If we have additional stuff we want to make that week, maybe I'll bring a list if I'm like, I don't know, making recipes for the holidays or a book or something specific, but generally it's just autopilot. Like we just make sure we have this stuff in stock. And by now we just know it all, you know, mentally. So <clears throat> let's see. Um, super excited. I sometimes get clueless as what to buy. I know. And it's like when, especially when you're trying to be making changes and how you're eating and everything, it can feel even more daunting because then you're like, well, is this the ideal shopping cart? You know, is it, is this helping? Is this hurting? Especially those of you who are new in here, you know? So it gets overwhelming. Not knowing what my kids are going to like mm -hmm, or what I'll have the energy to make. Well, that goes back to the last Zoom too. Try to just have your like running basics that you make. Like I know I always have these meats in my freezer. I pull them out. I make them. I might change up the flavorings or the method in how I cook it. But like with the last Zoom, 
but I know those are the basic supplies I'll have on hand. Um, and if you could narrow down on that basic supply list, again, if you want to have fun and make something special that day, great, but you know your bases are covered. That's generally, that's been the most off my mental plate, you know? Okay, cool. So let's get into this list here. And those of you who have hopped on now since the beginning, um, you know what, actually, I blew right through the announcements that I had. So I'm going to make you guys sit through it <laughs> and then we'll get to this grocery list. But some important announcements. Um, tomorrow, we're having our monthly neurodivergent Zoom. So you guys get me twice in one week. So tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern, same room, same everything. Um, we're going to be focusing on overstimulation meltdowns. So when the emotions get to become just way too unbearable, that's what we're going to be focusing on. And all CCA clients have access to the neurodivergent Zooms currently. So ask me any questions you got on that. Shoot me over a text. Um, and then second of all, the cookbook's done. So I finally took the last pictures I had to take. Nick almost lit our kitchen on fire, making the peas and eggs so I can get a picture of it. Um, but we're going to be, Nick says it's content. Um, we're going to be posting that tomorrow. So I'll be posting it in the page, in the classroom, um, and then in the group chat as well. Okay, not that many announcements, but let's get into it. So I was saying before <clears throat> that um, th this is my basic list, right? We don't buy this stuff every time we go to the store because obviously there are some things on here like... Um, Let's see. I'm trying to think. Like sesame oil or olive oil or uh, mayo or mustard. You know, like those things we're not going to buy every single time we go. Um, but we just make sure that this is what we replenish. Okay. So let's run through it. And I want to know your great. I want to know your opinion. So as I'm telling you what we usually get, and now that you can also see on the page the when I post the what I eat in a day you'll see a lot of those ingredients in this list here. But for dry goods, I make sure we stay stocked on mayo, mustards, and fun sauces. I have a bunch. Again, they're a fun little splurge and you don't have to buy them every time you go, you know, but they add up, you know? So I love Trader Joe's. And by the way, this list is Trader Joe's unless noted because I love Trader Joe's. It is such a pleasant experience for me when it's off hours. Um, that I usually try to get my stuff there and it's just cheaper. So, but this is stuff that's pretty basic. You can find anywhere. Mayo, mustards, fun sauces, almond flour tortillas, or you can find different low carb um, tortilla options. Ranch powder. I love the Trader Joe's ranch powder. And I don't know, I don't know how much of it is that it's just like a really good ergonomical bottle. Like it has like a good sprinkle to it. And that feels like that shouldn't matter, but it does. Um, their sesame oil is the cheapest and best that I've found, but I always make sure we have that. Olive oil and avocado oil. Fun fact, if you go to Home Goods, they usually have discount olive oil, and it's usually pretty good quality olive oil. So weird place for it, but they got it. Um, I stay stocked on chickpeas. I love chickpeas. Um, for a long time, my stomach didn't handle chickpeas really well, and then it just did. I don't know. So I guess it's a sign. Like if my stomach's really in a bad way, if I'm having a colitis flare, um, I will cool it on the chickpeas. But it used to be that I couldn't have it at all, like even hummus and stuff like that. So 
Yay. Win. Um, blueberry green tea from the unsweetened blueberry green tea from Trader Joe's. So good. I like that for a little like mid afternoon pick me up. Um, strawberry soda for low blood sugars. Cause they're about, I think 13 grams of sugar for a can. So I can actually dose it correctly. Otherwise I'm just going to over treat, um, for my type ones in here. Fun stuff that catches our eye. Like they always have seasonal stuff. Um, they'll have different soups. I think I put, yeah, here, some soup that seems cool because it's always changing, you know? So anything as we're walking through Trader Joe's or look at the label, doesn't have a ton of carbs, a ton of sugar, gluten-free. If it's new, I'll probably try it. Um, Stevia, that should be from ShopRite because I don't, I don't even know if Trader Joe's has like Stevia. I feel like they would probably have the liquid Stevia but I've never seen like the packet stevia. Um, I don't know, but I've never looked either. Uh, yeah, and some soup that seems cool. Oh, they do have the stevia. Oh, they have stevia drops. I like the stevia and the raw because sometimes I get like sometimes a little gritty and I kind of like that. Um, and we got a gigantic box for the San Diego retreat. And I am still making my way through that box. Nick bought, I don't know. He ordered one and it was just like the biggest box of stevia I've ever seen. So I probably won't need that for another five years. So um, veggies, we get their cut up butternut squash. Again, any grocery store pretty much has this stuff. But if I'm going there, I like that because it's still kind of cheap. Avocados, tomatoes, cucumbers, green onions and shallots, garlic. Again, these are things you probably won't have to buy every time you go, right? Because you only use a little bit of green onion on top of your dish or something. Um, garlic, strawberries, cabbage heads. Sometimes Trader Joe's doesn't have the head of cabbage. Um, and if that's the case, then we'll just get it at ShopRite. I honestly prefer roasted purple cabbage. It wasn't my favorite in the beginning, but I did something to it this last time. It was so good. Um, and Trader Joe's never has purple cabbage, at least by me. So I will, if they don't have the cabbage heads, I'll get them elsewhere. But they usually have the shredded or like the coleslaw mix. And I'll get that for salad too. Escarole. To be honest, I don't know. I'm double check. I think it might be one of those things that actually I get the escrow from ShopRite. So I probably haven't even looked if Trader Joe's has it. That feels like it might be a little niche for their selection, but see if they have it. I love escrow. It's great for hormones, great for iron and anemia, um, and it's delicious. So another thing my stomach used to not be able to handle. Uh, frozen spinach, frozen peas. Uh, Trader Joe's specifically makes frozen garlicky cabbage. It's like, oh, well, it's not like labeled frozen. It's in the frozen section, but it's their garlicky cabbage. <sighs> garlicky stir fried cabbage, I think it's called. It is so good. It tastes like a side you'd get at a restaurant somewhere and you just microwave it. Fabulous. Um, I'll get, depending on how many dinners I want it, I want that week. Um, oh my God, why can't I talk? depending on how many dinners I want to eat that for that week. I will get Nick and me our own serving because it's so good. I eat the whole thing. So keep that in mind. They're not very big. Those, um, the frozen portions, um, cauliflower gnocchi. Awesome. I think split the package and Nick and I usually split it split, I think is about 20 and change grams of carb. So it's not like super low carb. So I'm conscientious of what I have with it typically, but they're, they're so good and they're so filling and like satisfying for half the package. I love them. Um, I like to pan fry them up a little bit with some butter or oil before um, putting the sauce with it. That's also hot. 
don't I wouldn't boil them. I feel like it says not to do that or it says like it's preferred that you pan fry them, but so good, so easy. Um Kali mash frozen. Typically I haven't tried the one from Trader Joe's because they don't make the one you can might like make it in the microwave and I'm lazy. So I really like the one from the supermarket that you can just like steam it in the package. We put our specific way that we make our Kali mash that it doesn't taste like farty, watery vegetable puree. Um, we put that in the cookbook. So, but there, cause there is a science to it. Um, but yeah, I would recommend you get the one you can make right in the microwave, cut out another extra step. Um, hummus in a fun flavor. I still really love the crispy onion hummus from uh, Trader Joe's. It's awesome. And then over here, and if anyone, you know, if you need help converting this stuff over for non-dairy, I can tell you what I would recommend, but we get eggs. We're very egg heavy house over here. Um, heavy cream. Sometimes for some reason, Trader Joe's doesn't have heavy cream. And I've seen that they have that like what is it? It's like whipping cream is what it's called. So I thought, okay, I've seen them at the grocery store where it's like whipping cream and then heavy cream. And I, I feel like they're the same thing. They're just marketed differently. So I thought that that was the case here. No, the whipping cream at Trader Joe's, they put like extra carrageenan in it. So it gets very thick. It is, it is really jarring when it comes out of the container and it's like yogurt. And you're like expecting it to be liquid. It ruined the whole experience. So just, I don't know if that's in a sensory way that saves anyone else from spending $3 on a small container of it, but only get it if you really want to whip something into whip topping, because I think that's what it's meant for. And ShopRite usually is where we get our heavy cream. It's also cheaper there. Cream cheese, um, butter. I really love Kerrygold unless I'm splurging and I'm using like a specialty butter of some kind. Um, shredded cheese we keep on hand. So we keep Mexican and mozzarella, mozzarella cheese. Uh, cottage cheese, or I'm really leaning into uh, ricotta cheese lately because it's just, I can't, it's not a texture thing with cottage cheese. It's that it's like this faint, sort of sour cream but not sour taste to me that I just can't get past I don't know why. I think what happened for me is when we started mixing it into everything I think once someone the PR rep for cottage cheese needs an award right but besides that when we started mixing it into everything I think I just started like my neurodivergent brain started picking it out of everything because it's like supposed to be hidden in there right and my brain's like no it's not hidden it's right up front and center. I know it's here. And I just can't enjoy it then because then all I can taste is that. So ricotta cheese is fabulous. Um, same similar protein profile, um, much more, much better texture, in my opinion. You don't have to have the added step of whipping it unless you're into that. I don't mean to poo poo on anything, but it's just not. I like cottage cheese plain more than I do mixed into a lot of stuff lately. So that's my thing. Um, what else? Feta cheese in the brine. I've told you guys this before. As a Greek, it's my duty to tell people to get good feta. And so that means, I mean, if you like the crumbles from the store, by all means. But if you've never tried the real thing in brine, like in a bucket of water or salty brine of some kind, you can't compare. You've never had feta if you've not had that. So 
get that feta. Um, my favorite brand is Dodonis, D-O-D-O-N-E-S. <coughs> I'm losing my voice. Oh, no. Or I-S, not E-S. What the hell? I-S. Dodonis. It's so good. But try. Try to find the, the, the feta cheese in the brine. Um, then for meats, we get two packages of pork chops, uh, three packages of chicken thighs. Sometimes we'll interchange those out for like the big chicken wings, not the little ones, like the typical buffalo wings, but like the big drumette ones. Um, so interchangeable for those. And then one package of ground meat of some kind. Last week we did ground pork. So if you see there, the basics are always the same. My flavorings might change. My veggies, my sides, they might change. I might add some vegetables that I get this week. You know, maybe I feel like making a, something different than butternut. Maybe I, last week I got sweet potatoes. You know, like it might be different from week to week kind of, but the basics are still the same relatively. Um, and then I get, I always make sure that I have my hot dogs on hand because I, this life is full of things that are unhealthy for us, everyone. And I love my hot dogs and there's no shortage of shit that's bad for us. And I feel like these days there's like a shortage of joy and I find joy in hot dogs. So I still eat them. Um, I do like the chicken sausage ones too sometimes, but I just forget. And it's like a fleeting thing. Like I was really into them for a minute and then, but my hot dogs are always a constant. Then from ShopRite, we'll get some additional stuff. Um, usually like snacks and more stuff like that like things that are specific label products because Trader Joe's are pretty general for their groceries. So we got the wild chicken chips. You can also find those at Target. If you go to Target for your snacks. I love the the waffles and chicken flavor or chicken and waffles flavor. Chicken waffle chicken chips. <laughs> those are ugh, addictive. They're so good. Um, premier protein shakes right now I'm having the caramel ones and they're pretty good. I feel like they're just really easy to get down. You know, I'm not, not drinking it going like, Oh my God, what is this delectable treat? But like, I'm like, I, I enjoy drinking this. This is fine. You know, and it doesn't bother my stomach, which is really, really rare for me with protein, anything like I've tried all the powders. I've tried all the pre-made stuff. I want to say keto chow, which isn't even really high, like heavy in protein, um, and premier protein shakes are the only ones that, that this belly can tolerate. Um, quest cookies. We really like the chocolate chip ones. Nick loves them too. They're really good. If you microwave them up for like 10 to 15 seconds, the chocolate gets like melty or chocolate, whatever the hell it is. Um, it's one of those things where it's totally processed, but it's yummy and it's not going to make our blood sugars nuts. So you take what you can get, right? Um, Drinkable yogurts. I really love a drinkable yogurt. I'm a child of the 90s. I really dig a different way to take in yogurt, you know, um, and they just have a lot of uh, the zero sugar ones now, which is just exciting. I feel like they need to have dairy free, like get with the times with the whole sugar free thing, because I've seen like a bunch of dairy free ones popping up. But then you look at the carb label and it's like 15 grams of carb for like a tiny little thing. And it's like, what the hell? Um, you know? You could probably just make yogurt drinkable really easily. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that in a video. Okay. I'm going to I'm gonna find a way to make non-dairy drinkable yogurts that are low-carb or sugar-free. Because that's been the one I can't find. 
Then I always get Briar's Carb Smart ice cream bars. I love those. They do affect my blood sugar. Word to the wise. Not like not like as if it was a regular ice cream bar. And those of you who don't know about type one, I'm a good measure for if sugar-free stuff is lying to you because a lot of sugar-free things still cause some kind of glycemic reaction. It's just not the same way or as much as sugar would cause that glycemic reaction in your blood sugars. I'm a type one diabetic. I have to take my insulin dose exactly to the gram for whatever it is that I eat because my pancreas doesn't naturally make that insulin. So if I dose my insulin according to the grams on the label and my blood, and I did everything correct, sometimes it's not just that, it's other things, but generally if I dosed it correctly, my blood sugar should stay within range to mimic how someone whose body does that naturally would respond. But with Breyer's Carb Smart, my blood sugar, I got to take extra insulin. So just be careful with them, you know? Um, then, I mean, I don't know anyone that's going to, like, I, I, I've definitely had my binges in my days and I haven't binged ice cream bars because I feel like it's a commitment, right? I don't know. A bowl of ice cream. Well, that's a whole other tangent. Okay. So, um, true lemon or true lime packets. That's what I use in my water instead of the Mio drops and stuff like that. Um, you guys know me, you know, I'm not a very big, like, I'm not going to tell you don't have this. Don't have, I'm not a very, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Crunchy, you know, like I'm, I'm pretty real, right? Process stuff and everything like that. I don't get freaked out really easily by things. However, the studies that came out about Splenda are really scary. <laughs> so, and if you know me, you know, I was a big proponent of Splenda for a while because I thought it was like the best of those kinds of sweeteners, but no, it's not. Um, it actually can affect your DNA. <laughs> so like they had numerous studies done. Um, it was pretty wild, but you know, you won't hear a lot about it, which is interesting. So I do true lemon or true lime. They have sugar in them. It is minimal. I don't even have to take insulin for the amount of sugar in those packets. So it doesn't matter. Like sugar itself is not bad. It's the amount at which we consume and the type of which we consume that generally affects us and our inflammation. You'll be fine with like the two grams that are in a packet. Um, shelled pistachios or pork rinds for breading. I said this on the last Zoom. Let's say I have some extra Quest chips or I have some pork rinds or some pistachios or other nuts. I usually just find something or keep something on hand like that to crush up really well. And I'll use that as a breading. Works like a charm. Um, and then stuff I order. Hold on. Oh my God. It's going, guys. I'm going to try to get through this. So my spearmint TK cups, I get those on Amazon. I can link the ones that I get um, when I post or when we post a recording because they're surprisingly cheap and they're recyclable, which is awesome. Um, Carbonat bread. Carbonat bread is like Wonder Bread. It has a similar texture to Wonder Bread. It's really great. Very low carb. You can use it for everything. Um, I always have a bunch of it at the retreats and it's always a big hit. Um, but I get that one on my favorite website ever, which is netrition.com. Um, that is my favorite. Yeah, it's my favorite for everything. I was just, I, I was going to say base culture, but it can't get base culture on there. That kind of negates that it's the best website ever, but whatever, it still is. So chalk zero cookie butter spread. 
get you can get it on either one, but I have it on auto delivery from Amazon because it's crack. It's crack in a jar. And I have it on auto delivery. Um, Simply Delish chocolate pudding mix. I love that. That whenever you see me post in the what do I eat in a day and I put my chocolate mousse, that is the one. I do um oh Nick made me a reel demonstrating how he makes that one too, like the chicken. He made that too. I just remembered that. Yeah, so we split for whatever liquid measure they have on there. Um, I do half and half water and heavy cream. And then it comes out like a fluffy mousse. It's really good. Um, my Davita sugar-free hot cocoa mix. It has Splenda in it, but it's like a very small amount. And I was eat I was probably drinking with my lemonade about 15 packets of Splenda, 20 packets of Splenda a day before. So <laughs> I've cut back significantly, but unfortunately that's the sweetener they use, but it's trivial. Um, Nescafe decaf. That's what I use for my Greek frappes. Fun teas or decaf coffees. I'm a big fan of a hot drink, especially in the cold weather, which traditional Chinese medicine also says is really good for you too. Just saying. I mean, if they, I don't know, traditional Chinese medicine would suggest like pumpkin, vanilla, caramel, decaf coffee, <laughs> but it lifts my spirits. So, um, xanthan gum, almond flour, flax meal, uh, those I got on Amazon. And then fun, low carb, sugar free, gluten free stuff. There's, I call it window shopping. I'll go on Nutrition and I'll just go searching. And if there's something I see that looks interesting, oh my God, <laughs> I will, I think you can add it to a wish list, but I've definitely amassed a massive cart just doing that before. Um, but on nutrition, you can make wish lists and I'll just try to look like what's new, what's out there. You know, um, I love nutrition because the reviews, people are going to let you know if they hate it, if they love it. And because this stuff isn't exactly always cheap, right? Like people will definitely give you the lowdown. So I love it. What else? Yeah. So that's pretty much what we keep on hand. Um, what we have to re-up on typically from this list is usually my tortillas, chickpeas, um, soup. If I ate it that week, you know, I should because I, I like to get the fresh ones in the quart container. Although this week I have tomato left over from last week, so I don't. I'm not going to buy it again. Um, my veggies and stuff that I've eaten, eggs if I'm running low. Um, yeah, but that's pretty much it. It looks like a lot, but it's it's pretty simple. And you just think about your basics, dry goods, veggies, eggs, whatever. Um, okay, let me see your questions here. So I've never tried Trader Joe's ketchup, but I believe it. Everything they make is so good. Um, the onion hummus is delicious. I mix cottage cheese in with eggs. I I tried that and it was something. It just stood out to me. I don't know what it is. It's not that it was bad. It was just that it was like, a, I don't know, maybe it's autism, <laughs> but I couldn't do it. Um, I, like, I want to love it so bad because again, it's not a horrible taste. It's just there. If anyone understands, <laughs> um, have you tested different sweeteners and how they make your body react? I'm curious what the reaction is. Yeah. So it's not typically from the sweeteners themselves like if i'm using erythritol or something like that it's usually if it's a product a product will affect me or not and that's usually because they're including a lot of fiber in with it as well 
And people, you know, it's never really been proven that if you subtract the fiber from the total carbs that everybody responds like that. Like, you know how they tell you, you get net carbs by subtracting the fiber from the total carb. That's a trap a lot of times because it all depends on how your body processes and how it releases insulin. And for those of us that are insulin resistant, it could still cause you to have a higher blood sugar, even if it's, you know, the fiber was supposed to cancel it out. If you look at that total carb on that thing and it says 22 grams total, but then after you do like keto math, it's like, oh, it's only three grams. It's got a ton of fiber in there. Um, So that those are usually the products that will make my blood sugars go up. Smart sweets, unfortunately, make my blood sugars go up. Like I could treat a low blood sugar with smart sweets. It's crazy. Um, Then again, I also don't know if with that type of stuff, it is also because the insulin I'm taking is synthetic insulin. I don't know. I can't even find that data. I've looked for that. Um, I just know for me, I have to be careful with smart sweets, but I've had other clients um, not notice a blood sugar spike after having them. It is really personal. Um, what other, uh, oh my God, Halo Top. Halo Top used to also make my blood sugars go up. Lily's chocolate chips. That, okay, there's two things that I regret when I, in the past, when I have binged a half a bag of Lily's chocolate chips in one sitting. My stomach the next day. Whew, oh my God. Um, and not only that, but my blood sugars are a nightmare. So be careful with Lily's chocolate chips. But again, that's like half a bag. So don't do that. Um, what else? And then I'm very picky in the aftertaste. I, if I can taste erythritol has that cold taste to it, but it also has that like bland sweet taste to it sometimes. Um, that's why I really prefer like brown swerve because it tastes like brown sugar. It's like not as potent I can handle the coolness but it's that bland sweetness that just I can't do it um I like monk fruit monk fruit sweetener is good doesn't make my blood sugars go nuts even though it's derived naturally and I like stevia I don't notice any difference I used to hate the taste of stevia I used to be able to pick it out like I used and I don't know if they did something to it because they realized that it sucked before but or if I got used to it but I don't think it sucks anymore I like it now um Let's see. Has anyone tried Califia? Califia, is that how you say it? I don't know. Farm dairy-free yogurt. I've seen it um, or I've heard of it. Is that one low carb or sugar-free? Because I've, I feel like I saw that it was available at certain Whole Foods, but not the one near me. Um, or I think they had like coffee creamers and stuff like that, but I didn't see the yogurt. I don't know. Now I'm on a quest, but... Okay, what is your favorite instant decaf coffee? Nescafe. That's it. That's what Greeks use. It's the best. I get on Amazon. It's really stupid that it's exp- as expensive as it is. I tried, okay, so I have my little like red tin one that's like Greek. It has, it's written in Greek. It's got like the little frappe on the front. Amazing. And it, this time I went and looked and it was like $15 for like a little tin. And I saw they had another same brand, Nescafe, and it was like a green packaging, decaf too. And it was like a tall container like this for 11. And I ordered that one. So I will report back if I notice a difference. And I'm a snob, so I will tell you. Um, Yeah, the coolness. The coolness is disgusting. I hate it. Okay, so let's see. What do I have left on these notes to tell you? 
Okay. So when you're trying to figure out your own grocery needs to help with the whole, like, oh, I'm running out. Whenever we're trying to make changes, I want you guys in CCI, I want you guys to think of it as there's the period of collecting data where we're just learning and becoming aware of our behaviors and our patterns, you know, because we go into trying to fix things, but what the hell, how can you fix it without seeing what's not working first? You know, you have to look at the whole picture. So whenever we're making changes, those of you have done reducing carbs with me, you, you know, I've told you this is first, I want you to just take notice of how much you use, you know, commit to the fact that the beginning of this process, you're going to be learning how much you need, you won't know how much you're going to need yet. So for the first week or two, you might have to make an additional trip or place an additional order if you run out. Don't fall into that trap of, well, I tried to order and then by the end of the week, I'm ordering DoorDash again or I'm making something convenient. Don't do that thing where you have to make meal prep a week's worth of food if you're not someone who likes leftovers, right? Really learn how much food you go through if you're not restricting yourself and you're just trying to document the process. Really try to learn how much you utilize. And then eventually you won't have to make multiple trips per week unless you don't mind doing that. And it's easier. It's all about what works for you, you know, but have it be your goal to not have the perfect list. Just have it be where it can become second nature. Um, and then if you, cause I have this stuff on hand at any given time, if I'm focusing, if you remember the last zoom on taking something out of the freezer that morning, I always can throw together a meal throughout the whole week. Um, question, can you elaborate on what escarole is? Yeah, escarole is, it's a green, um, it's a green, <laughs> it's, it, I can't even describe the taste of it. It has, it's firmer than like, or like, oh, my God, my synesthesia is going nuts right now trying to just like describe this, but it's like, um, it's not like kale. It doesn't have the harshness of kale but it doesn't have the tenderness of like regular romaine lettuce. It's like a little bit different, you know, um, it's really good boiled down. People put it in soups and stuff like that, but we actually really love it. Just, uh, chopped up really fine for a salad. So good. Um, and it's filling really good for estrogen dominance, really good for excess androgens. It's just really awesome for iron. Like I mentioned for people who are anemic, um, and the best way, in my opinion, is if you put a little bit of crushed garlic, lemon juice, olive oil, salt, mix it up and make sure when you're cutting your escarole, you don't cut it like really fat, like cut it really fine. Um, and it's delicious. Even if you let it sit in the fridge overnight, it gets even better because it softens up. Um, yeah, escarole is great. And they always have it at the basic supermarket. So if you can't find it at Trader Joe's or anywhere fancy, don't underestimate you know, it's like down by where they usually have like turnips and beets and like the weirder vegetables that people don't buy as much. It's usually down in that area. But I love it. Any other questions? I, I would love to answer more. Yeah, and I went through all my notes too here. So um, or any other pitfalls when it comes to making your grocery list or going shopping or keeping this stuff on hand. What do you feel like if there's anything we can troubleshoot before you guys jump? No? Or am I rushing? I hate that the chat doesn't do the dots. Like, I want to know if people are typing, no rush. I'll wait, you know, but otherwise I'm like, are we just all 
staring at each other. <laughs> Nobody has a question. Well, if you guys are typing them out, um, again, before we jump, reminder, cookbook will be out tomorrow. I want all the questions. So um, I encourage you guys to be gutsy. Trust me. I really like good food. Just saying. Um, and let me know if you need any help getting through those recipes. Tomorrow at 8 p.m., neurodivergent Zoom on overstimulation meltdowns. So I will see you guys here same time. All right. Awesome. Enjoy your night and bye.